0: Welcome to Shit Your Teenagers Won't Tell You, a podcast about everything you need to know about teens. I'm Kathy. And I'm Meredith. And we speak teenager. Uh, did we also mention that we're best friends? We've worked as admission officers, prep school administrators, and most importantly, have coached thousands of teens. In other words, we have seen it all. So join us every week as we give you the lowdown on all the shit your teenager isn't telling you. Because trust us, there's a lot of it. And if you don't know what to do with the teenagers in your life, don't worry. We've got your back. everybody. Welcome to another season of Shit Your Teenagers Won't Tell You. And I'm super excited today because it's a new school year and we're getting new guests. And one of the amazing things that I got to do this summer is I got to tour schools in Ireland, so colleges in Ireland. And it was an amazing week that was really fun, really educational and really exhausting. (laughs) That's how I would characterize it. I had a great (laughs) time, but it was a lot and I learned a lot. And I also made a new friend who I've brought on the broadcast today with me. You can see her right now, but you know, sometimes we're recording on zoom and sometimes our names show up on zoom. So I'm not going to say her name just yet. I'm just going to spell it and have you try to pronounce it. Okay. So listeners, how would you pronounce N as in Nancy, I-A-M as in Mary, H as in Harry? So N-I-A-M-H. How would you pronounce this name? So this is when I first met our lovely guest today. I was like, is it (laughs) Niamh? How do you say your name? Okay, so the correct pronunciation, I'll actually have you say it. Our guest.
1: Meav. (laughs)
0: Neve. <laughs> Neve. <Niamh. laughs> it's Neve. I don't know how y- you get Neve from N I A M H, but spending time in Ireland and reading enough Gaelic, I was like, ah, none of it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's, that's a fair comment. That is a fair comment.
1: Even <laughs> though I sometimes are like, really, does that make sense? <laughs> I A together becomes an E and M H becomes a V. So, like, my niece's name is Sive. 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 S-A-D-H-B-H.
0: Oh, boy. Yeah. So <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Not enough vowels, Niamh. That's what I would say. <laughs> That's
1: yeah, really definitely not. And there's no K in the Irish language either, in the Gaelic language.
0: There's no K. No. So what so makes the custom?
1: Abner is a C should be spelled with a C when I spell it with Gaelic.
0: Ah, interesting. Yeah. See, these are the fun things that I learned when I was in Ireland. I was like, wow! I have to say thank you again because I had such an amazing time. It really was a gift to be able to travel somewhere and have locals, right? Just people who are from the area that you're going to take you and show you around and tell you about the history and culture of the place that you're visiting. It was. Amazing. Amazing. So thank you again for that.
1: It was great to have all, all of you over. I really enjoyed the week. It was brilliant just to have the normality
0: back yeah. after the last, last little while. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. It was like this trip got put off for a while and it was nice that we were able to finally do it. And we wanted, yeah. we only had you for a couple of days and we wanted to keep you all of the, the counselors on the tour. <laughs> we were like, "What? can't we keep Nave? We don't want, what do you mean? She works for Limerick. She's going to stay at Limerick. She's not coming." We were like a little surprised you weren't staying with us because you were our first stop. We're like, what do you mean she's not coming with us? So anyways, I'm, I'm really happy to see you again. And just so you all know, Neve is the International Recruitment Regional Manager for North and South America for the University of Limerick or what is known as UL, right? That's what the Irish folk call it. That's um, correct. That's UL. correct. It's UL. Everything's shortened here.
1: Everything gets a nickname everyone gets a nickname. So the university has UL as its nickname is kind of the nice way of putting it. Exactly.
0: And I loved UL. It was one of the first schools that we visited. And I should, before we get started, I should also mention that for any of you who are rugby fans out there, Neve played for the national Irish team, sevens and fifteens. She just taught me what that was off the air, but that's all to say Neve is also a badass. (laughs) <laughs> On top of being a spectacularly nice person and welcoming person and knowledgeable person, she's also a rugby badass. FYI. Thank you, Kathy, for that lovely introduction. <laughs> <laughs> that is very kind of you.
1: And I'm really looking forward to chatting to you in today. It's going to be great, great fun. Or in Ireland, as we say, great crack. So, crack is the Irish word for fun. Just in case I use it at some stage during the our chat, just yes. so your listeners understand, the Irish word for fun is known as crack.
0: <laughs> There's lots of great Irish idioms. I'm I'm hoping that they will come up in our conversation yeah. because that's yeah, one yeah. of the fun things about visiting Ireland. Actually, yeah,
1: and it's one of the first ones that I always teach the students about as well when they come to campus.
0: <laughs> is it?
1: Yeah. Uh, if you hear an Irish person saying, "Oh, I had great crack last night," it means they had great fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can mean something else in the United States, so it's good that you clarified that. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's get started. So when I came back from Ireland, a lot of the families that I talked to, they were like, why would I send my child to college in Ireland? Why did you go visit colleges in Ireland? I was like, because, you know, they're interested in having U.S. students come and they want counselors who work with U.S. kids to let them know about all the benefits of going to college in Ireland. So how would you answer that question, Niamh? That's a great question. So I've got the fun answer, and then I've got the highlights of the
1: benefits of it and different things like that. So students who come over, some of the reasons they choose to come, or some of the benefits of coming to Ireland is our education system is one of the top in the world, and it's very affordable. So that's two of the big reasons why students from the US come, and two of the big benefits for international students to come to Ireland. And the way I always describe it is we're a tiny little country, just beside the big But Atlantic Ocean, across from you guys, we have top scholars and graduates in multinationals and dating back for hundreds of years. And the reason for that being is the Irish government invests in the Irish people. So they made sure that our education systems was accessible and world-class because we don't have oil, we don't have coal, we don't have natural resources to sustain our economy. What we do have is we have a very talented workforce so big multinational companies come to set up here because of the connection with Europe and the closeness to the United States but they stay because the Irish people are educated and really really good in the workforce in order to be able to sustain our economy but we wouldn't be able to do that if our education system wasn't strong enough so we have one of the top education systems in the world and then the affordability of it is another factor so international students would generally pay depending on where in Ireland you're studying. But in Limerick, if it's an arts degree, and I'm talking tuition fees, which would be about 13,500 for the year. And then you put on campus accommodation, they get their own private room, flights, health insurance, living costs, books, miscellaneous spend, all of that. For arts, you'd be talking about 25,26,000 us dollars and then for science or engineering you're talking about thirty thousand for the year
0: mm-hmm. you know so
1: the affordability is, a, is another big one but then the other benefits are they're getting an international education at ul we have the internship so the co-op mm-hmm. yeah. basement so they're getting valuable work experience so when they graduate some of them have jobs even before they graduate especially in the engineer companies they're snapping up engineers engineers are starting off on 50 sixty 000. mm-hmm here in Ireland, which is a very, very strong wage in Ireland. Mm
0: -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. These are really, really big benefits. And then also traveling around Europe is the fun bit
0: (laughs) and around Ireland. Right. Right. Absolutely. Or
1: a totally different culture.
0: Totally. After I left Ireland, I was like, why didn't I go to college in Ireland? (laughs) (laughs) I actually wrote a blog post about my visit to Ireland and I titled it Want to Hear a Radical Way to Save Money for College? (laughs) <laughs> Go to school yeah. in Ireland. Because in the United States, right, a private school education is almost $100,000 a year now. Once you consider cost of living, travel expenses, miscellaneous expenses, books, et cetera, et cetera, you're looking at close to $100,000 a year, right? Yeah. And for our public system here in California, we're looking at $30,000 a year. I mean, that's the low end of it. It's probably more realistically closer to $40,000 once you consider all the extra expenses.
1: All the Irish universities, so we're massively respected around the world in terms of all of our degrees mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, like, if they're all been like ninety nine point nine percent of them are transferable around the world, but yeah. they're they are all transferable. In some cases, students may have to take an extra step or an extra credit or something, especially around education or some of the health science programs. They might have to do some extra steps when they go home just yeah. because of the different in jurisdictions, but they'll all transfer anywhere in the world, which is another big benefit. Yep. Well, sometimes some international degree or some degrees from some private universities, you have to make sure that they're transferable if you ever want to travel.
0: Right, right. Yeah. And I also found that the other quality of Irish colleges is that the compulsory internships or co-ops for most yep. of the schools that we looked at was pretty impressive because there's such a emphasis on real world experience, I think. U.S. colleges and Irish colleges have that in common. And what I found when I was visiting Ireland is that I found that there seemed to be more support, actually, (laughs) because it's compulsory, right? It seems like there's more support in helping kids and your students find work opportunities. In UL, we
1: place over 2,000 students annually with 1,600 different companies worldwide.
0: Yeah, that's amazing.
1: That's amazing. And it's generally paid placement Mm -hmm. not all of it is paid some students may choose to do unpaid placements because they want to work for that company and they're just not offering a wage for their internships or their co-ops but majority of it is paid placement so these students are earning you know a graduate wage while getting valuable experience and getting college credit for it Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: another benefit of coming to an Irish university is you're going to start your degree from the get-go you're not going to have to do your general eds so that suits a lot of students so, they're getting more in depth knowledge in the area that they're studying, which makes them more employable at the end of the degree.
0: Yeah. And that's actually a nice segue into my next question around what do you think are the, the main differences between Irish schools and US colleges? And you just named one of them, right? You start your major courses right away.
1: Yeah. 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 So, there's no gen eds. Yep. Yeah. So, so, students that, like me, that weren't great with languages could go into business or go into engineering or science from the get-go and not worry about having to do French or German or a language again. Or then vice versa, students that are not so strong in maths don't have to worry about taking maths again if they're gone into an English language degree or foreign languages or linguistics or journalism or something. So it really gives students the opportunity to advance and to develop in the skill area that they want to have a career pathway in which is really beneficial. And that then allows us to have time to do the extended co-ops and the internships Like so they're six to eight months out working. And then also in certain programs, they have the opportunity to do a semester abroad with one of our international or European partners. And if they stay within Europe, we call it the Erasmus program, where it's a free exchange with a French partner, for example. I'll go to France for my first semester of your tree for, and I'll get funding from the European government to do that. And we'll take a student from their university in. It's a direct swap. So that's another big difference. You guys do the study abroad program where Mm -hmm. students will pay to go abroad and they generally do their Gen Ed credits when they're away. But our students will have very clear curriculum that they'll have to take in order to match the curriculum that would be taught in UL. Another big difference (laughs) for students is they sometimes find the And this is, I always laugh at this. We're a little bit more laid back over here. (laughs) So it can be a little bit of a shock for the American students when they don't have access to their student emails or their timetables in the middle of July or August time. I had to send an email out to the incoming first years yesterday saying, don't panic, you won't get access to your emails or your student portal for another two weeks because we actually have a delayed start of the undergrad program because of our domestic students haven't been given a place to university yet because their examination corrections were delayed so we've had to push our start date out by two weeks for the undergrads and all they like they were really worried they're like we don't have class timetables we don't know what and I said don't worry that's fine it'll be there in two weeks. fine you're okay don't be panicking you're, you're grand yeah, you're great exactly you're grand. it'll be fine <laughs> that's a big culture shock to them and a big difference as well we do have a lot of similarities but I think sometimes the teaching the grading can be a big shock I once had one of the the students come up to me and go Neve, I was a straight A student I'm getting C's and B's here and I said Uh-oh. what's your grades and they're like 70 something percent I'm like oh, that's basically an A it's, it's, <laughs> you know <laughs> is it <laughs> yeah yeah Irish Irish academics in the you know they're very they're 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 hard markers but like everybody knows a B in Ireland is basically an A anywhere else I see yeah yeah so that can yeah. be a culture shock as well they're like but if I was back home that would be an A and I said yeah but you're in Ireland now and they're a little bit more strict or not strict but a little bit more kind of harder on marking it's kind of like I had to do a PhD and work really hard now to get this so I'm going to make you work really hard now to get an A
0: yeah you know? yeah <laughs>
1: Like I'm gonna push it. I'm gonna really push it out to your limits to get an yeah. A. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, I have one one student who's just like, I, I just, I just don't know. Like, how, how am I gonna get in? I, I I honestly don't know because I wasn't close to getting an A in that subject. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but I think it's great for students to be able to get out of their bubble, right, and see yeah. that you travel to other places in the world, and you're like, oh yeah, not everything is done this way. This isn't the only yeah. way to do X, right? And even though maybe there are actually some benefits to looking at a different perspective and experiencing a different culture and way of going about life.
1: The way I always describe it to the students is when you graduate, Kat, you're at the employer and I'm going to use my sister as an example. She's downstairs. Myself and my sister, Mairead, are going for a job interview at your company. OK, Mairead has spent all her life in Long Beach, went to a local university somewhere around there, hasn't really ventured too far away, has bits of work experience, two weeks in an office here, two weeks in an office there. Two us are going, say, for a marketing job at your company. And we both have business marketing degrees and you've got Mairead's CV and you've got my CV. So that's Mairead's experience. While I'm coming from long beach as well but on my cv or resume sorry we call them cvs here in ireland on my resume it'll say university of limerick ireland marketing degree so you're going and that's interesting why didn't we just go to the same place down the road that marie went to you know i'll just say uc just Mm -hmm. for for Mm -hmm. given sake then you'll look you'll read further and you'll see honors bachelor's degree one one which is basically a first class honors which is like a straight A student Mm -hmm. or a two one, which is basically like a B student, you know, Mm -hmm. not a straight A, but a B student. And then Mairead is something similar on grades, but then you look further and you go, oh, Neve has a reference from a marketing company that she worked with in Chicago or Japan or Dublin, you know, so wherever I did my work experience and it's six to eight months. So you're automatically subconsciously thinking okay interesting she's willing to try something new she's Mm -hmm. not afraid of change Mm -hmm. she's adaptable to different situations because I've completed my degree I have work experience I know how to address things in the office you won't have to spend as long training me Mm -hmm. because I'll already be able to hit the ground running based off my experience with the company from the co-op and then also you can see that I have a willingness to learn that I'm driven because I've done this I've taken the the big step to move away do something different in my life so already I'm showing qualities that employers are looking for from graduates just from those few little points that I already pointed out and that's not and that's getting me in the door then to you and then you're going to be intrigued why Ireland why this what was your what was the company like what was the co-op like what life lessons did you learn You already know that I'm adaptable and that I'm independent because I've been away from home for four years and I've grown as a young adult and that will come across in the conversation. So those are really, really big differences Mm -hmm. as well Mm -hmm. for students to look at.
0: It dovetails nicely with this next question I have about, because what you're talking about is character, right? Yeah. The students who are looking to go abroad, there's something about their character or mindset. Or attitude, or whatever, however you want to call it, that makes them feel like it's an adventure and it's exciting. And you've got to have some of that in you, some courage, to go to college that far away from home.
1: One hundred percent,
0: right? And so, undoubtedly, that character is going to develop and grow while you are away and being challenged yeah. in this new culture and a new environment. So, what are some of the characteristics of? a student, like when you're thinking, so if we have parents listening who are like, hi, I wonder if my kid could do this, right? It sounds, Neve's making it sound pretty good. (laughs) I like the (laughs) price tag, you know, it sounds like a really amazing academic and professional opportunity for my child. How do I know they're ready to go to college in a place so far away from home?
1: It's a great question. And that's a hard one to answer because we have students from all over the US and they come from all different types of backgrounds. And they come from being the most extrovert person you can meet to genuinely one of our students is the biggest introvert I have ever met. Okay. You know, I genuinely like I was even kind of going, I don't know if this student, I won't mention any names, but if this student will fit into the university, I was really, really worried about them. I'd be walking across campus and the student would pass and I'd be like, hey, how are you? How are we getting on? You know me, Katie. I'll I'll say hello to anybody. That's right. Yeah, I'm like a good (laughs) Irish person. I'm like my nan. I'll talk to the wall if it's all back to me.
0: (laughs) I think I'm Irish.
1: (laughs) There you go. (laughs) But the student would literally just be like, head down, get a little bit of a wave. Uh Maybe if I'm lucky, I might get a bit of an eye contact over the top of the eyes. But like, loves it here and has really good friends live together the whole works I was like and the characteristics of that student is they're really driven for the program while I have another student who's the complete polar opposite who is completely extrovert was I was kind of wondering about the academic side of that as so I was kind of going oh God, I don't know if they're going to do well. I don't want to set them up to fail. And that's a really important thing for us is not to set a student up to fail. So we will be upfront and honest at every aspect of things because it's such a big decision. And I was like, oh, I don't know. They're really, really good socially, but will they be able to adapt to the Irish classroom? Because it is a little bit different in structural ways. As I said, we're very laid back and the person needed a bit more that kind of certain ice structures. And once again, thriving, you know what I mean? So but has the the characteristics of being the adventurous person. So you can have the driven and adventurous person that can have two totally different types of personalities, but can do really well in the environment as well. So I think it really comes down to the student's personal choice. This is where I always speak when I speak with parents and I speak with future kids is it's about really making sure that the university and the course that you're going to is the right choice for them. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the only way to do that is to really research and really kind of figure out, okay, yeah, I love this or I love that. I can see myself there or I really want to go there and not to follow their best friend or their boyfriend or their girlfriend or partner or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can have a couple of different characteristics, but it really is down to their personal preference and their excitement to go to university. Like, yeah. I don't know if you remember when you got your first college offer. And schools that you really want to go to, like, mm-hmm. that's a, you know, parents can advise their students and say, look, this is a really good option. You're going to have these opportunities. And it's only by them then looking further into it will they know whether they want to do it or not.
0: Right. So what I'm hearing you say is it has to be a fit. Right. Mm-hmm. You a student really has to be doing a lot of research about the program that of study that they're going into, because yeah. I think that is a major difference is that. Yeah you know, switching majors is not so easy in Ireland. You can't just be like, you know, just kidding. I didn't want to be an anthropology major. I want to be a business major now. Right. Right. It's not so easy. So there is this level of self-awareness and reflection, right. That a student has to be able to do before. And I think that ultimately equates to maturity. Right. 100%. Yeah. Right. There's got to be, if you've got a kid who's kind of like, La la la. I don't know.
1: It might be fun. <laughs> right? I'm not to science. No, I like to business. Actually, you know what? I'm going to be the next architect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You really do. And like I always say to the students when I speak to them, my bit of advice to them is: this next stage in your life is going to be so important to your development as a young adult. Okay, even though they are young adults, but they're now going to be independent young adults, and they're going to learn so much about themselves mm-hmm. that it's about. Not just the university studies, but about what the university offers outside of study. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? You're looking at what is the city like? What activities do they have? What societies do they have? Do they have something that I'll find my community so that I can meet my best friends or my future husbands, wives or partners? These type of things are really important. So that's why I say it's so important to do your research. They'll speak to so many college reps like me. Mm -hmm. and we'll all say our university is fantastic and everybody's university is in its own way that's right but what makes it fantastic is the students that come and the students that come are the ones that want to be there and for us at ul that's a really big focus is not forcing students into decisions so we're not like oh you have early decision or you're going to lose your offer you have to pay by this moment in order to avail of this scholarship it's not about that it's about making sure it's the right choice for the student and they'll only know that by doing their research. It's so important. Kids can sometimes get really, or students, I should say, apologies. They're not, they're young adults now. They're not kids anymore.
0: That's right. I call them kids all the time. <laughs> it's hard not to. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's so hard not to, even though, I'm, you know, I still think of myself as a student, I'm an internal, like right. a long-term student at heart, but I always say to them, it's so important for them to be able to Make those connections and make those friends both inside and outside the classroom. And that's the only way they'll know going, yeah, I really want to go to UL because they've got this amazing program and I want yeah. to be a journalist in such an area and they've yeah. got a speciality in it in sports, say, for example, but they also have this skydiving club where I can go parachuting out of planes in France. Yeah. (laughs) You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Or I'm a gamer and they've got a gaming society or I like to be in band or park out or whatever it is. Right. You know, it's so important to look at those things and then also to sit down and then go, okay, this is it. So, Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I imagine, I mean, homesickness, right. For so many teens, whether or not they're going internationally or if they're staying 10 minutes away from their house, yeah. like me. I went to college 30 minutes with traffic, yeah. <laughs> you know, 15 <laughs> miles away from my home. And I was the kid who couldn't wait to get out of high school to go to college. And I was so excited to go to college. But you know, when I started college, I was so homesick. I wanted to go home every yeah. weekend because the transition is hard. How do you support that? And because they can't just go home.
1: No, they can't. So we've got we've got a really good support network in the university. It's one of the key pillars at UL that I really, that's one of the reasons why I enjoy working for them as well Mm -hmm. is because of the student supports that the UL Global Office offer, but also outside of that. So when it comes to homesickness, we have cultural advisors that we hire every year. So we get one of our current US students, whether it's a master student who's on a two-year program or one of our second, third or fourth-year undergrad students to be a cultural advisor. We call them cultural advisors. And what we do is that they're there to help the new US students and the undergrad students come in. So they've been through it. So they're Mm -hmm. like, you know, they're there, they can meet them for a coffee. We also have the buddy program. If they're getting really homesick, I'll meet them for tea or coffee on campus and we'll have a chat. Mm -hmm. I'm a firm believer and it's an old Irish thing that every king can be solved over a cup of tea and a chat. (laughs) <laughs> all you have to do is take the five minutes for a good cup of tea and a good chat and you'll sort solve the world's problems I love that but the big thing is is that we ask them to tell us mm-hmm. and not don't suffer in silence there is no need to suffer in silence mm-hmm. we are here we know what it's like to be homesick I often travel in the U.S. for work all the time like I'm over there in September and October for five weeks and I know I'll get homesick -hmm. And I organise to meet up with one or two of my Irish friends that are over there, so that you know you get that little bit of home. So that's where Carol, and who's our cultural advisor this year, will meet up with them, and they'll talk US sports, or they'll talk US politics, or they'll talk about what Mm -hmm. Jennifer Anderson was up to on (laughs) Instagram or TikTok. You know, just a little slice of home. And another little thing that we do sometimes with the students, I haven't done it obviously because of COVID, is. Especially for the first year students, I always email them when I'm in the States just before I come home and I ask them if there's any food they want. So oh, that's like that's so nice. Know, especially yeah. around, I was over there one time for Halloween and the candy corn.
0: Oh, yes. So oh, yeah. I, came home, yeah, <laughs> I don't when, like candy <laughs> corn. Yeah, I don't know I what it, it tastes like. It's yeah, horrible. Yeah. You don't want any. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So, I was going into Walmart and I was getting like Twizzlers. And now you can get a lot of that stuff here now in Ireland. Yeah, like, yeah. Where you can get a lot of Irish stuff in the US. It's always nice to do it. Or one year I came home, I think something like 20 boxes of KD mac and cheese.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like,
1: I was going in and I was buying this stuff for the first time. I was like, this is powder and dry <laughs> pasta. Yeah what <laughs> I, I go down and buy you fresh cheese and pasta in anything yeah no they're <laughs> so like they i want they... the box stuff yeah they go i just want mac and cheese from the KD, and i had pacific kd mac and cheese it wasn't
0: like annie is there an Annie one or red pack there's an annie's yeah there's an annie's
1: craft yeah no. Kraft. Yep. so it wasn't the annie's craft it was the kd craft or whatever that one is yeah like it's a blue box i literally got one that's, of the students to uh, yeah it.
0: that's probably craft mac and cheese yeah Annie's is one brand and then the blue box is crap I know my box mac and cheese really well you you're asking the right person I'm a I'm a connoisseur of box mac and cheese <laughs> there you go there you go yeah we love it know. it's a comfort she, food here
1: yeah that's it and that's one way of getting over homesickness as well and it's little things like that that just yeah. make a big difference and we'll do coffee mornings and obviously I'll be I'll be away for the first couple of weeks of September and stuff traveling in the U.S. but when I come back I'll organize a, a coffee morning on campus and I'll invite all the U.S. students over to it and Carlan will do like trips into the milk market with them just to show them around the city we'll book some coffee mornings and she'll run them while I'm away so it's a student on student and peer-to-peer and then Outside of that, if students really need something a bit further than just the tea in the chat, we do have a counseling service on campus. Right. Now, it's ran as a triage service, which can mm-hmm. sometimes be a little bit different to what U.S. students are used to,
0: mm-hmm.
1: kind of like an A&E. So mm-hmm. if I come in with a, a broken arm or you come in with a broken arm, but I'm having a heart attack, I'm going to get seen to first. Yeah. It's kind of similar only on the, the mental health side of the, the house. And then we have the international support officer Yvonne on campus. We I mentioned the buddy program. We also have a chaplaincy, Father John, who is there for every faith and non-faith person. We have a contemplative center where people can just go in for some quiet space. We have supports in our student life, where we have independent advisory people that, bit like me, you can go in and have a chat with and chat to. If you're staying on campus, our accommodation have like a twenty hours counseling number you can call if you just want to chat to somebody a bit more outside of normal office hours and stuff. So yeah, Yeah. there's loads of supports there.
0: I was really impressed by that at a lot of the campuses. And Mm -hmm. at UL in particular, one of the things I wrote in my feedback form is that Neve really gave me the sense that people at UL are looking out for students, like I got the sense that it had this smaller campus feeling like there's this strong sense of community, like people would know if something was up, you just gave me that vibe. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, well, I like to keep in touch with the students so yeah. they can use me as much or as little as they want. But they yeah. know I'm always there. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I've always said to them and I always continue to say to them is there's no such thing as a problem, okay? You can have a huge problem or you can have a small problem, but it's not really a problem because there's always a solution. Where the worry comes from, and the kind of where you start getting really panicked and stuff, is you can't find the right solution. So always come to us and we'll find the right solution for you. It might not be exactly what we all want, but we'll always find the right solution. And the earlier you come, the easier it is to fix things. Unlike one of my students once again not naming names or anything called me a week ago uh, had to sit one of the repeats so unfortunately they didn't pass one of their exams and this is another difference actually compared to the U.S. is they can't carry that subject to the next year and just repeat it and continue with their studies they have to pass a certain number every year to be able to progress true mm, mm-hmm. okay so the student rang and was like Niamh, have a bit of a problem. I was like, okay, bit of a problem or a bit of a problem. <laughs> and he was like, a bit of a problem. I have to repeat an exam. And I was like, okay,
0: uh-huh.
1: totally fine. I said, everybody in Ireland has had to do a repeat exam at some point. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's not mm-hmm. as if he... He's not the first. He's not the first and he definitely yep. won't be the last. Yep. So that was all fine. And he was like... But I'm still at home I was like because I can't get accommodation I said there's a comment I said you change your flight and start the accommodation
0: yeah
1: yeah <laughs> I was like should have rang me three weeks ago
0: yeah yeah <laughs> or,
1: or sooner as soon as he found out he was worried that he couldn't uh, we have on-campus accommodation and we offered every we we put a certain number of the blocks aside for students that have to come down to repeat exams but right. because he was so caught up in the kind of the thought of oh god how am I you know what where am right. I going to do what am I going to do and he worked it all up it was a bigger problem in his head right, than what the right. solutions were. So I was like, you change right. your flight. I know it's going to cost you to change your flight, but you have to do it. Yeah. Because he needs to be here to take your repeat exam. You can't do it online. Right. And I said, I'll get you the booking for the accommodation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's great because what I'm hearing you say is you really understand what adolescents are like and you help support their development. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. Like
0: You get what... I mean they're they're not adults right when they go to college like we have this idea yeah. like oh when you're 18 you're an adult but adolescence lasts until your mid 20s so it's good to hear that there's empathy and recognition that there's systems set up to support students as they are trans- making this transition into not just a new school and a new environment new culture but into adult into adulthood right oh, they're really absolutely. making this big transition in life and that parents can rest assured that if they're sending their kids abroad, they are going to get the supports that they need to be successful. And that nobody at your campus is being like, Oh, every kid who comes and transfers in here internationally is going to be amazing. Where it comes to, you know, attends like, yeah, you know, you gotta, you gotta provide.
1: Oh, you get mixes from every which way. And like, I do ask, I do have some students that, you know, after a year or two might want to transfer home for different multiple reasons. And we're like, that's no problem. Let's organize it. Right. So you do get all, all different mixes. I think, one, my nan taught me many lessons, my grandmother. Two of them was always have patience for, for people because you don't yep. know what they're going through. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. 100%, don't lose your cool with somebody because they could be having a hell of a lot more worse time than you are having. Right, so always right. have patience. And then always treat people and respect people the way you would like to be treated and respected. So the way I look at these young students coming in is if that was me at that age, or if it was my sister or my niece going to a school overseas, I would like to think that there was somebody there that would be at the end of a phone or that the university would be there in some way to support them if something was to go wrong. Right. So it's really, really important. And that's something that all of us in UL Global live by. And that's why I really enjoy where I work and, and what I do is that's the mantra is Yvonne, one of my work colleagues, she's the Irish mammy of the office. Like she really looks after her. us. Herself and Eileen, I'm actually devastated because Eileen's retiring this year. I'm like, Eileen, you can't go. You just can't <laughs> leave us. I know that But feeling. it's the same type of mantras, you yeah. know, which is yeah.
0: Great. I love this. This is so great. So I, I hope that we have an opportunity today to share all of the wonderful ways that an Irish university and UL in particular can be a great fit for American students. We're almost out of time, but I can't let you leave without asking you a very random question. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that I didn't let, I didn't let you prepare for. It's not going to be a hard question, I promise. But I am curious because I'm a foodie and I love Ooh. Ireland and I know you're a foodie. <laughs> 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 and a lot of people that I know, according to my, you know, Instagram and Facebook feed, everybody seems to be traveling this summer. Everybody was and I saw so many people in Ireland and Scotland and Italy and France, like people were in Europe in full effect because people are sick of COVID and they're like, forget it. We're traveling because we can.
1: Yeah. So well, you know what? We're now protected
0: and life yes. does need
1: to continue.
0: Life yeah. does need to continue. And we certainly did do that on our tour. So I would love to hear from you for our listeners who are also foodies and plan to travel to Ireland someday. What is, uh, I'm really going to put you on the spot because it's going to be hard because you're a foodie. What is the one food thing that if you come to Ireland, you got to either go there or you must eat this thing? Okay. <laughs> and I will tell you, thanks to you, we had some amazing meals while we were in Ireland. People are like, oh, this was Neve's recommendation. I was like, well, Neve knows what she's <laughs> talking about because this is delicious.
1: I've also just wanted to say on a, a, a bit more of a funnier nose. Now that I'm not playing as much sport anymore, I can't eat as much as I used to like to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're not balance- you're, you're not burning the calories, huh? No. Sorry, I'm like
1: going, do I just go back to the amount of training I was doing so I can continue eating or do I reduce what I eat? So I've decided that I'm just going to try to keep up with the training so I can continue to eat. That oh, like yes. foodie, that's that's yeah. definitely yeah,
0: yeah. the trade-off, Neve. There's no question yeah, about yeah. it. <laughs>
1: Okay, food. Okay, okay, okay. This is—you've really put me on the
0: spot now. <laughs> you can't leave our podcast without me putting. Like, you on can the spot. I give a couple of different scenarios? Yes, you can. Sure. Okay. <laughs> okay sure. Make it easier. Okay.
1: All right. If you're coming over the summer and you're going to be around the coast area somewhere, you have to find the nearest local chip shop or chipper, is what we call them in Ireland, which are takeaway stores where you can
0: get fried. Chips, yeah, French fries, French fries, yeah, Sorry. French fries for us Americans. Yeah. Thank you. I was trying.
1: I was trying to think. I couldn't remember what what we call them in, in the US. I'm gonna have yeah. to remember for next next week or two weeks time when I'm over there. Going, can I get chips, please? What French yeah. fries? Okay, so you have to get like homemade cut French fries chips. Like they're not like you know skinny or anything like that. Like no, no, they're big they're fat fries, and, and they're delicious. Fish battered and go down and sit by the Atlantic Ocean and just enjoy a sunset with as much salt and vinegar as you can possibly put on it and (laughs) a cold can of Coke Zero or something like that.
0: Coke Zero. You weren't going to say a Guinness?
1: (laughs) Well, you could if you wanted to.
0: (laughs) I was trying to be a little bit PC. No, you could say Guinness. That would be while
1: you're down at the beach sites. One of those at about maybe... Seven or eight o'clock at night after been out swimming all, all day, hiking around the coastline. Then if you're in the city, you would have to try or even coastline again is a chowder, fish chowder. There's some amazing fish chowders around the place. If you come in the winter, then no matter what, you have to find the most random small pub in a country road that serves Sunday dinner, Sunday roast. Because it'll probably be a big beef dinner with every type of food you possibly can. With mashed potatoes, you'll have roast potatoes. You could have French fries as well on the plate. You'll have vegetables. You'll have a big chunk of roast beef dinner or else a lamb shank. Yeah. And it to be covered in really nice, warm gravy. And it can just warm you up to the bones. And then <laughs> the point again, is with that and a whiskey afterwards. A and a whiskey whiskey afterwards. Yeah, exactly. So those would be definitely comfort foods. Um, yeah. And then 99 ice creams if you're here for the summer as well. So oh, this yes. Is a new, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. We had so many 99s on our trip. It was amazing. And I love soft serve. And I couldn't, I mean, at one point, you weren't with us on the trip anymore. But I was like, I cannot eat anymore. <laughs> you know it's like they kept pushing they're like every campus winter we they're like we have 99 too, too. you can have one here and we're like ah. I, <laughs> I said you set a trend <laughs> oh you definitely set a trend and you know i left that i had to roll out of the airport when i came back to san francisco i was like somebody cart me out of here oh my god i've gained so much weight on this trip but it was a delicious trip and totally worth it
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely so th- those are my recommendations or a shepherd's pie a shepherd's pie, of course, an Irish or an Irish Jew. See now,
0: you've started. See now, her. see yeah. exactly. You were only supposed to say one thing, Dave, and you got the opportunity to say like four or five. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> it was it was delicious. I was I actually had kind of low expectations going into the the culinary scene in Ireland, but you know what? I was my expectations were exceeded. I had delicious meals there. It was a ton of fun, but we're out of time. But thank you so much for being here today. Really appreciate you spending some time, especially it's so late in Ireland right now. So I do appreciate that. And I forgot to mention earlier, for those of you who are listening, you're like, where's Meredith? (laughs) I do have a co-host. I did forget to mention earlier that she couldn't be here with us today. She had a conflict, but we wanted to be able to make sure, Neve, who is in Ireland, in a different time zone, that she could be with us today. So
1: Thanks and again, Eve. also, pure honesty on that one, I had to change the time today because <laughs> I had some, some student stuff to set up because students are arriving in. So thanks to Caddy and Meredith for
0: accommodating me at this late hour. No, it's it's our pleasure. It's so fun to have somebody from another country on our podcast. <laughs> it's cool. Mm-hmm. I love well, it. What would that mean? Thank you very much. Oh, of course it does. Thank Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. It was lovely having you, Neve, and maybe yes. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. That would be great. Absolutely. Well, I'm actually in California
1: from the 1st of October to the 12th of October in San Diego, San Fran, in L.A., so hopefully I get to see you at some point when I'm there.
0: You're definitely going to see me.
1: Yes. Undoubtedly. Yes.